Welcome to Books on the Ridge, a production of Mount Zion Ridge Press, home of Books Off the Beaten Path. This is a podcast for our readers to get to know the authors of our books and look between the pages and behind the scenes. Plus, at the start of each month, we will offer readers a limited time code for a discount on the featured book. Your hosts are the co-owners and managing editors of Mount Zion Ridge Press. Hi, everyone. I'm Tamara Lynn Craft, and this is my partner in crime, Michelle Levine, editor. Only Michelle is not going to be asking questions this time. Instead, we have Penny Frost McGinnis, our director of marketing, partnering up with me to torment Michelle with these questions. (laughs) This is going to be fun. You don't want to do that. You, you. You guys don't know the law of hackers, do you? <laughs> yes, we know the law, but why don't you tell it for our readers? Hacketh off, not the writer. For lo, she shall write thee into her next book. Yea, verily, she shall smite thee in messy and embarrassing ways. <laughs> and hopefully okay. make money doing yes. it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go ahead and read the bio because we all know Michelle very well from now, from earlier podcasts. But if you want that bio, you can email Michelle and ask for it. (laughs) Or it's on my website. (laughs) Or it's on her website, which go ahead and say the website address. It is mlevine, L-E-V-I-G-N-E dot com. That's easy. So our book that we are discussing today is the third book in her Tabor Heights series called Common Grounds. And we have a code if you would like to buy Common Grounds on the our, on the Mount Zion Ridge Press website. The code is good until December 31st for a dollar off. Um, and it is the word COMMON, which is all caps, C-O-M-M-O-N. And that's good until December 31st for $1 off of Common Grounds. Now, Michelle, ha, 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 cue evil laughter. Tell us about your new book, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, the Tabor Heights and the Quarry Hall books are re-releases, but... um, they were originally released from Mount Zion Ridge as ebooks. Now we're coming out with print as well as audiobook. So for those who prefer to hold a book in their hands or those who prefer to listen to their books, now you can join in the fun of Tabor Heights and explore my nice little quiet college town that, at least with Common Grounds and its companion novel, White Roses, is not as quiet as people would like it to be. Um, Common Grounds is the name of a legal clinic that is setting up, trying to set up their next office in the town of Tabor Heights. Uh, Common Grounds is run by Xander Finley and his gal Friday, Hannah Blake. And they've showed up in previous books. They will show up in quite a few books in the future because everybody needs a lawyer at one time or another. And at first, their only difficulties, they think, is some opposition from another lawyer in their church, which is kind of depressing that, you know, somebody who claims to be a fellow Christian would be standing in their way. 
Their new office is in a big old historic building, historic house on Main Street. And the bottom floor has been converted into a shop of one kind or another over the years. And the top two floors are apartment buildings. So they go to inspect their new office space. They just signed the lease. Everything's official. They get their keys and they're walking through the building. And in the back room, they find a body. At that time, (laughs) the White Rose Killer is a stalker who picks a young woman and leaves her white roses, which is where he gets his name from. He leaves her notes telling her to be pure, to be faithful, um, to wait for him. And as the girl naturally is scared and, and goes to the police for help, his letters start getting angry and scolding her for not trusting him and warning her, do not try to run away from me. Do not lie about me. And eventually the girl vanishes. And a few days later, she's found dead with white, a white rose in her hand. So that oh. is what? So uh, the Tabor Heights series is generally labeled as a romance. But from what you're saying, some of these books are more romantic suspense. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, The Search for the White Rose Killer is mentioned in several books throughout the series because the Tabor Heights books overlap. Wow. Um, The companion story that will come out in January, White Roses, guess where that title comes from? (laughs) It starts earlier. Um, I won't give much away, except it starts with a young woman coming to town Um, who is determined to get a job in Tabor Heights and settle in and look for the White Rose Killer because she's pretty sure he's the boy who killed her sister 20 years ago. Wow. So we learn a little bit about the White Rose Killer. We get some clues to his identity or at least his motivation in Common Grounds because several days and chapters later, Hannah gets a white rose and she gets a letter from supposedly the white rose killer claiming her as his next true love well xander realizes how much hannah means to him and this is about the time that hannah has given up on trying to get xander to realize that they've got more than just working together in the legal clinic so she's given up on him and xander is starting to turn up the heat so that's basically, I'm not going to tell you everything that happens, but there's, there's well, yes, surprises. We want to read it and find <laughs> out. <laughs> there's yes, surprises, there's some danger. Sense. Yes. <laughs> so this is the third book in the series? Yes, the third book okay. in the Tabor Heights series. Um, try to have there... them arranged in somewhat chronological order as you go through the year. Okay, but you say that they overlap. Does that mean they can be read in any order or... Okay, I have dates, days and dates at the start of each scene so that if you've got several books in the series, you can you can go back and forth and see what's there are some scenes that are copied from one book to another, but they're in a different person's point of view. Oh, okay. And I put the days and dates in there originally to help me keep things straight so that I don't say, okay, Max is in one scene on Tuesday 
And in another book, Max is in Hollywood on the same day. No, that's... I, I think that is one thing as writers that, that it's hard to do. Um, to keep, yeah, I have to keep a calendar for mine. Yes. Because if I don't, something will happen before it would actually did. So can we expect more books in the series? Oh, yes. There's 18 books altogether. Let's see, 11 in what I call year one and seven in year two. And people you've met in year one, um, there's a wrap up of their relate their romance sometimes in year two. There's a lot of weddings in year two. That's fine. <laughs> you get that invited to fun. several weddings in year two. And a couple who got married in year one, they're expecting a baby in year two. Oh, good. That sort of thing. Everybody loves that. That's yeah. awesome. That reminds me of a series my husband and I have been listening to, a Romantic Suspense, where each book, there's a, rom a romance that develops. And then the next book covers a friend of theirs, and they're talking about going to that person's wedding. <laughs> yes, that I think readers love that. That's, yeah. that's great. So we know that we're going to expect many more Tabor Heights books. But what other books can we expect from you in the future? <laughs> well, right now I am working on the third book and mug mysteries story. I'm about 30 pages into the third draft. And I've finally nailed down who is the primary bad guy, who's the secondary bad guy. Things things are coming together. I was a little frustrated. I've got a really obnoxious character who shows up near the beginning of the book. And I realized I was spending way too much time on her being obnoxious and our two heroines, Melba and Scylla Tweed, sniping back at her. And, and I have Melba repenting every once in a while saying, Lord, I made a mistake praying for patience. <laughs> what, what, what are you trying to teach me, Lord? You know, that's always a mistake. <laughs> Lord, could you take, could you take a break on trying to make me a better person just for a little while? Um, so she realizes she's not being as nice as she should be. But uh, Scylla is the real is the real one who's suffering because uh, Melba and Scylla are cousins. They share a duplex. And Charlotte is Scylla's cousin on her mother's side of the family, whereas Melba and Scylla are cousins on their father's side of the family. So are you going to have a list in front of the book that explains who everybody is? Um, I'm putting together a guide to the book and mug mysteries good because I realize I have so many characters and I introduce characters in one book who are going to be the, the main characters in the next and events from the previous book overlap into, into the next book. Like I've, I've got a scene where, um, okay. In book two, I hope this is not a spoiler, but um, well, you expect a, a a death in a cozy mystery just off stage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they have a funeral for the victim of book two uh, near the beginning of book three. I see. Um, a lot of the characters go to the same church. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Well, let's get back on Tabor Heights. That <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about. Um, does Tabor Heights have any events or people that mirror real life? Uh, maybe your life. <laughs> it gets too personal you don't have to tell us but um okay funny thing is with the stories the story of the white rose killer which as i said appears in several of the books 
that is based on a real event. Um, When I was working at uh, the local newspaper, a body of a teen girl was found in the Metro parks wrapped up in a blanket. And what they found out was that she was at her boyfriend's house. And what's really sad is there was another boy there with them and he did nothing when the boyfriend strangled her and his aunt helped him hide the body. Oh, that's so sad. So the, the idea that, you know, this, this event stayed with me for a few years. And I thought, what if this boy hadn't been caught? What if nobody witnessed the, the murder and he just left her body laying there where he killed her at his house? What if he got away with it? And 20 years later, he's mentally broken. Only nobody realizes it. So 20 years later, what if being mentally broken, he thinks that she's come back from the dead to be reunited with him. And he sees a young woman that he thinks is her and starts leaving her love notes and she doesn't respond well. So that's basically the background of the white rose killer is that he's, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So that's yes. Sometimes I do have rather morbid thoughts, <laughs> but well, like you said, if you read the news, that's yeah. It's there. Mm-hmm. So, is Tabor Heights a real place, or based on a real place? Uh, geographically, most of Tabor Heights is based on the town of Berea, up here in Ohio. In Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I took one of those red map books. And I photocopied it and I whited out streets that I didn't want to have. And I basically made a, a really rough map and play and renamed a lot of the streets. But um, the city hall, library, court, police department complex is in the same place in Tabor Heights that it is in Berea. And there's a bakery called Rick's Bakery. It's renamed from Dick's Bakery in Berea. And Butler Williams University is Baldwin Wallace College. At least it was a college when I started writing this series, but they changed it to a university. <laughs> As many have, yes. Yeah. I've never published a map. Maybe someday I, I should. Maybe I can get somebody who's better at making maps like you, Penny, to or help perhaps. me make a map to post on <laughs> post on my website. So if you look at the map and you know the layout of Berea, you can pinpoint all the the locations where buildings are the same. Sounds but then I I add little bits and pieces from other towns that I've been in Northwestern college, some of the geography from Northwestern and also from Troy, Ohio. Yeah. That's part of the fun of writing fiction that you can, you can kind of make your setting how you want it. Yeah. As long as you change the name. Oh, right, right. every you every don't name change is changed. the name. You better make it exactly. That's, that's what I mean. Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Tabor was one of the um, options for naming the town of Berea. I think oh, it was a coin. It was a coin toss. It was a coin toss between Berea and Tabor, both of which come from the Bible. Very good. Right, they do. Good. I didn't think of that. So. I know it's been a while since you wrote this book, since this is a release, 
But how long originally did it take to write this book? Oh. Ooh. Well, several years of revising, putting it away, working on another book, bringing it out, revising, putting away. I really can't calculate because there was a lot of extra work with the Tabor Heights books, just making sure that events and people coordinated and making sure that I didn't contradict something in one book that I stated in another. Like after these books came out, I realized that I had changed the name of one of the early victims of the White Rose. So I had to, it's nice doing a re-release because now I can make corrections. And I'm also going through and I'm tightening up and I'm taking out little bits and pieces. So the books are maybe 10 pages shorter than they were in the original release and a couple thousand words shorter, but you can't tell the difference in terms of the actual story and the flow. It's just, I've learned a lot in of writing <laughs> in the last 10, long. 20 years. All of your Tabor Heights books relate to each other, the same characters, all this stuff, but I know that Quarry Hall is in Tabor Heights. Are there relations between the Quarry Hall characters and the Tabor Heights characters? Yeah. Um, Xander, um, Xander works for Quarry Hall. Actually, Quarry Hall is the, the headquarters of the ARC Foundation. And Xander's legal clinic, Common Grounds, is funded by the ARC Foundation. Oh. Yeah. Um, Xander is friends with Joan Archer, who in the first book of the Quarry Hall series meets her father. Uh, and finds out a little more of her her background. And her father recruits her to come live at Quarry Hall and train to take over the Ark Foundation when he dies. Nice. So that's how Xander gets funded by the Ark Foundation. Xander, Matt, and Joan uh, met at night classes at Butler Williams University. And they hung around together because they had more in common than all these teenagers you know, college students are, you know, 10 years, maybe even 15 years younger than them. And they became good friends. And Xander was establishing common grounds. And he had this dream of a legal clinic, a law office to help people who couldn't afford lawyers, you know, and help the people who are falling through the cracks. And Joan told him a few times, if I had a million dollars, I'd give it to you. Well, now she has a million dollars. (laughs) so that's one place where Tabor Heights connects with Quarry Hall and then another link is Nikki James who was found as a baby put into a car and shoved into the river during a summer storm Um, her mother was intended to kill her two police officers that you see quite a lot in the Tabor Heights books Mike Nichols and Todd James rescued the baby And the baby was named for them. And she was taken in as a foster child by Dr. Holwood, who is the head of the humanities department at Butler Williams University. And despite how things are usually done in the child welfare system and the foster care system, Nikki stayed with her foster parents and she considers them her parents. Well, Nikki gets into a little bit of trouble and runs away with a guy and 
I'm not going to give away her relationship, but she is rescued at one point by the Quarry Hall girls. She becomes a daughter of Quarry Hall. So there are two Quarry Hall adventures about Nikki, but at one point in this first year of the Tabor Heights books, Nikki comes back to Tabor Heights as a representative of the Ark Foundation to help bolster the mission, which is run by Tabor Heights Christian Church. Um, it's an old school that was taken over by the church as an outreach center. So they've got a daycare, they've got a food cupboard, um, they've got an adult, uh, a senior center, senior activities kind of thing, and they're expanding their offerings. So the ARC Foundation is going to fund, help fund the mission and expand their outreach. Very nice. Well, you've talked about what you've learned as far as you said your writing skills had improved through the years. As, I hope so. <laughs> as we all do. Um, are there any spiritual things that may have affected you from writing it? Mm. I write my characters uh, growing and learning and getting more spiritually mature. And I have to admit there are, they end up a lot more mature, better Christians than I am. Oh. Um, these are the people, they react to their situations the way I hope I will. Hopefully I'll never cool. run into the, the kind of situations, the kind of problems they do. But um, I hope I'm displaying characters who are believable people and show cool. that, yes, you can grow spiritually through your problems you don't have to react like the world around us you know and be nasty and and go out and and attack people and i've got a very well the the lawyer who is opposing xander and as they're trying to open up the branch office of common grounds and tabor heights he's a leader of their church but he is the one of the nastiest most self-righteous people you will ever run into and I think it's necessary to show that there are people who believe they're Christians, but by every single word, single action, prove they are not. Yeah, I think it's good to show a contrast for sure. Yeah. I think that readers want that. And um, I know a lot of people who read Christian fiction, they want to see the real, real yeah. life. They, they want to see all the warts and everything. So there are jerks, but there are good people too. And I think it's great that you show an arc of growth spiritually. Yeah, that, that's a good, that's beautiful. It's a good thing. So while writing this series or re-releasing it, whatever you want to discuss, did you run into any roadblocks along the way? Uh, you mean besides committing to way too many projects at the same time? Well, <laughs> there's always that. <laughs> yeah. And you're lucky you live so many states away from me because every time you you hint at I told you so, <laughs> you get in trouble. <laughs> That's your job, Michelle. <laughs> no, I only do it because I love you. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to have that. I'm going to have that it show up in a book someday. <laughs> the person who uses that line is not going to end well <laughs> no really I do have a mental and emotional problem of of trying to do too many things at the same time 
and I'm learning. I'm learning not to. It's hard. <laughs> it is. It is. But, but you'll be glad when you, yeah. you've learned that. <laughs> yeah. So on the next question, um, what novels have you read lately and what did you think of them? Or what's your favorite author or novel? And I'm also going to throw in there, have you seen a movie recently that you really enjoyed? Mm. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday, I did go see the Marvels just because I love, you know, the Marvel universe. And I agree with a lot of people that the Marvel movies are not as good as they used to be. Oh, okay. They're allowing too much political correctness and feminazism get into it. it it's just it's a fun movie go mm -hmm. see it just for the fun of it but um you know don't go get all getting all upset because you're getting punched in the face with girl power and men are useless and and oh dear <laughs> it's it's been a while since i've been able to see a movie you know go in the theater and just sit and relax because you know See, see the above section. I try to do too much. <laughs> That's right. Well, how about a novel? Have you been, have you read any? Good oh, lately? my, my novels, most of my novel reading has been listening to audiobooks mm -hmm. as I'm, you know, running errands and sure. If I can just get in 10 minutes at a time, that's good. I'm hoping when I get a couple more projects cleared up at the end of this week that I can actually sit down and finish a book. I've had the novel Becoming Mrs. Lewis uh -huh. sitting next to my bed for a couple months now. Mm -hmm. But it's it's the love story of Joy Davidman and C.S. Lewis from her viewpoint. I'd like to read that one, too. Yeah. It sounds interesting. I'd, I'd love to be able to finish a print book. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to give myself permission to sit down and just read the whole day through. I oh, give you permission. Fun. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Reading day. Yes. Uh, well, we're coming to an end of this podcast. And I want to remind the readers that they can get a dollar off any format of Common Grounds for using the code you have to use it on the mount sign ridge press website mount sign but the code is common all caps c-o-m-m-o-n common and michelle do you have any parting words take time to enjoy the season relax don't make the mistakes that I make of committing to too many things, too many projects, too many groups. Read a book once in a while. <laughs> Aber Heights, right? Well, yeah, but that that's that's a given. <laughs> but there's a lot of great books here at Mountain Lion Ridge Press, and I'm delighted to be involved in bringing them to our readers. So, absolutely. Well. Until next time. Bye. Talk to you later, everybody. Bye. On the other side of the microphone. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for listening to Books on the Ridge, a production of Mount Zion Ridge Press, home of books off the beaten path. Check our website, www.mountzionridgepress.com, 
for more information. Please consider subscribing to support this podcast. Plus, receive regular updates and more discounts as our way of saying thanks. Please come back next week for a new discussion with another Mount Zion Ridge Press author. Thanks for listening. We hope you had a good time. We certainly did.